0: At Joyful Sex Education, we provide the tools to foster sex-positive consciousness. Here on The Pleasure Principle, we talk to experts, researchers, activists, and educators as we discover what sex-positive consciousness means to each of us, individually and as a culture. This month, we are so lucky to have the opportunity to spend time with Joan Price. She has been talking out loud about senior sex for 15 years. This also happens to be the month that we're launching our online community for seniors or anyone who plans to be a senior someday or anyone who knows and loves a senior. On October 24th, we'll host an open house so that you can come in and get a feel for what this space will offer. I'll give you a tease of my Power of Pleasure workshop and we'll have virtual sit down face to face conversation with Don Lucas Tony Celine and Dr. Jolie Hamilton. If you haven't had a chance to listen to these three episodes, go back and do it because this is your chance to ask them questions and tell them how much you enjoyed their wise words. We'll also have a social hour at the end of the evening so that y'all can get a chance to meet each other. This is going to be an enriching and supportive community that offers the safety and confidentiality that Facebook cannot. So please, join us on Saturday, October 24th, from 5 to 8 Eastern Time. I know you'll love it. Now, I am so honored and thrilled to have had the chance to spend some time with Joan. She is clever and witty and delightful. We launched off into conversation as though we were sitting around drinking coffee in the living room, so I didn't get a chance to recite my standard intro. So... I'll read her bio, and then we'll just jump into the short version of our conversation with Joan. You'll have access to the long version in our online community, so there's another reason to join us. Joan Price calls herself an advocate for ageless sexuality. She is the author of four books about sex and aging, including the award-winning Naked at Our Age, Talking Out Loud About Senior Sex, and her book Sex After Grief Navigating Your Sexuality After Losing Your Beloved. Joan's blog at www.joanprice.com/blog has been offering senior sex news, views, and sex toy reviews from a senior perspective since 2005. At age 77, Joan Price continues to talk out loud about senior sex partnered, or solo in speeches, workshops, and webinars. She writes the Sex at Our Age column for SeniorPlanet.org and is the resident senior sex expert for the senior sex hub Hot Octopus. Joan is the co-creator of the film Jessica Drake's Guide to Wicked Sex, Senior Sex, which won the ASECT AV Award 2020. Find Joan, her books, and blog at www.joanprice.com. I will also put a link to all of those resources in the episode notes. So be sure to check those. I kind of feel like um, one of the big reasons I wanted to narrow my business to the 55 and older crowd is because I feel like, like you've said, people, there's not enough. There's tons of sex podcasts out there, and there's not many for us. And we have our own experiences and life struggles that people that are younger just don't have. Like we were raised by people that really had, their, uh, had a level of sexual oppression that people, young people now cannot comprehend
1: you know that's and right I, well not only did we were we sexually repressed we mm-hmm. were sexually suppressed because we weren't supposed to be desirous we weren't supposed to be sexual creatures sex was something that boys wanted and girls defended against was the the upbringing of my generation and also there was no way to get good information we didn't have the internet we didn't have google we didn't have even any good information in our public libraries, which was the only place we had to go.
0: I wanna stop for a moment and read one of my favorite clips from Joan's book, The Ultimate Guide to Sex After 50. This is the clip that I read that caused me to laugh, cry, and then ask her to be on my podcast. Because in this excerpt, she is exhibiting the easy, joyful sex that I want everyone in the world to experience again. The straightforward relationship we had with our sexuality, I don't know, about 10,000 years ago, before the rise of patriarchy and the ultimate wave of colonialism that washed over the world, but that's for another episode. Here's the excerpt that caused me to first get a friend crush on Joan. I'd like to go whoosh with my magic wand, or with my magic wand, though it doesn't go whoosh, and change the world so that no one cares what you do in the bedroom, or dungeon, or wherever, as long as it's with other consenting adults. The best I can do is encourage you to talk out loud, safely, maybe anonymously, about what turns you on and how it makes you feel. This will begin to change society's view by bringing it out in the open in a non-sensationalistic way. Now we're going to talk to her about some different Joan Price words that really spoke to me. Um, That segment in that book, and maybe uh, for the podcast, I actually might read it to put it in there for people to hear it. That the section of that where the crawdads saying that that paragraph where she was talking about rolling into the ocean, it reminded me of this um, comment that I. Either read or heard you say, because I've been like gobbling you up so much in the last couple of weeks. I can't remember. <laughs> I love it when you're like that. Yeah. But you had where you were co- commenting about the difference in orgasms from when you're younger and when you're older. And do you remember what you say about it
1: that has to do with waves? Yes. You said- I do remember. It okay. was even better than I ever expected, I believe. Okay. okay. Um, I said that orgasms used to be waves crashing on the on the sand but now it was like I was watching the waves through a smudged window yeah and they I just couldn't get to them
0: yeah and you and you tell people not to freak out about that
1: not to freak out about that to find out what works for you now it's not bad what used to work we don't we don't get set off instantly the way maybe never many of us never did but maybe some of us at some point in our lives did more easily than other times because of the hormones but now that we are having sex without that hormonal propulsion we still can get turned on really beautifully and thoroughly. We can have the waves, but we have to rediscover how to get to those waves now, how to get that window open or how to get go through the door towards it instead of waiting for the waves to come to us. And one of the ways is, as I'm sure you know through reading my books, is a well-placed, well-chosen vibrator. That can make the waves crash in ways that other Strategies don't.
0: I see in our world right now, in particular, I experience in, our, in the United States, because that's my close-up experience, just this level of grief, I think, that we're feeling. Like, there's, there's a lot of trauma and grief spreading all over the world right now. Yes. So I wanted to, and you wrote a book on sex after grief.
1: It's specifically about the grief of losing your partner. Mm -hmm. It's not as generalized as the kind of grief we're all going through right now.
0: I was just wondering, though, if you felt like there was anything from that that you felt like could be applicable to people as we try and keep our, you know, keep our sexual energy alive and flowing despite this heavy thing that just is on us all the time.
1: Yes, I I think there is. I think there's a lot in it. Um, I specifically wanted to target it at people who have lost their partners, and not necessarily who are my age, but to have most of the stories from people my age, because it has stories from grievers, as well as um, my own grief story over 11 Mm -hmm. years, and the things I tried. And so on. And so many of the things that are the most important points of the of the book are very specialized, very narrowly targeted. So I would say, yes, people would find it of interest. Would it really help them with what they're dealing with now? I don't know the answer to that. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. you know, and I've gotta admit, I haven't thought about it that way. I have written about sex during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I um, I have a webinar, and it's also a workshop I give, called How the Heck Do I Date at This Age? And this webinar was recorded in 2017, so it mm-hmm. was pre-pandemic, mm-hmm. but I gave it as a workshop, a virtual workshop, a couple of weeks ago. And the questions that people were asking me were, well, how do we translate that to dating in an age of pandemic, is it safe to have dates? Is it safe to have sex with new people? If not, what do we do instead? Do we have to just say, turning my sexuality off till this is over? And no, mm-hmm. you don't have to turn your sexuality off until this is over, though I also will say it is not. It is normal to feel that too, to feel numb. So it is normal both to feel horny and it is normal to feel numb and everything in between is normal, just as the grief of lo- losing your partner has those, that wide range of normal reactions. Right. So in that workshop, when I was answering questions live, virtually, I was talking about ways that you can court each other online. You can do video chats with people and get to know them much as we used to when we were dating, when we were young and we weren't supposed to just jump into sex. date number three or date number two or date number one. We were supposed to get to seduce each other and court each other and divulge things little at a time and see what makes each other laugh and see what kinds of what we bring, what our background. We can do all that now. Yeah. Yeah. Through
0: virtually, you know, that that was, I did put out on, I don't have a a huge uh, Twitter following yet. But, uh, but I did put out to ask, you know, tell people to send in questions and I got one and that's what it was. Uh, This person said, I'm interested in, I'm interested in her response to safe dating practices in the time of COVID-19.
1: Well, who knew? I didn't even know that was the question. Yeah. So So you were talking about that. that. Yeah. So uh, in answer to that, it is not, it is in my view and in the view of, experts and scientists and the medical people who um, are giving objective information, it is not safe to um, meet in person with new people. Glory holes are safe. It's a funny thing that sex only with your genitals and not with your mouth (laughs) is now safer um but hey you know they've come out even in in support of glory holes if you happen to have something to put into a have, glory have hole. they yes they have
0: yes oh because for a while a while ago i saw saying them saying we they don't know if it was transmitted through oh, semen no, that. or that they yeah. they know that now
1: okay oh, it's, uh, yeah it's great uh, great great okay it comes out of your mouth and your nose Okay. Okay. So if you can eliminate but you can't be in the same room. You can have next door with a hole cut out.
0: Just a quick note here. If glory holes are right up your alley, so to speak, remember to use the appropriate safer sex barriers. Joan just happens to have a fantastic video on this topic. You can find it on her website, at joanprice.com. And I will put a direct link to this resource in the episode notes. Now, Back to our conversation.
1: But that may not be really satisfying to most of us who want more than some appendage coming through a hole at us. Yes. Um, so what is safe? What is safe is using your, uh, well, having virtual meetings and it doesn't have to be, oh, yeah, we can't do this in person. So what? What do we do? Talk about what we'll do. Yeah, we can talk. When we're able to be together in real per, in person, here's what I would love for you to do to me. What, I mean, Joan? What do you want? What, what? <laughs> no, you're not to
0: me. Oh, okay. It I was worked. really getting
1: into it. <laughs> Didn't it work? I mean, it, it worked. I'm like, okay, tell me, Joan, what do you want yeah, me to exactly. do? Exactly. So, This is the way we can have sexy dates right now. Yeah. (laughs) Um, People ask me, should I send sexy pictures to new people? Should I sext with new people? Well, anything that goes on the Internet is there forever. And so I really want and there are I mean, those bad apples have Internet connections, too. So I would really warn people to get to know someone first before doing that, not to have that be the beginning of, uh, you know, oh, let me see what you look like. Well, how do we know? I know I know you're recording me right now because it says recording, but it might be possible for someone to be um, online with me and I don't know or I don't notice that recording is going on. You don't know someone you can't. Totally trust somebody. I mean, just protect yourself. Yeah. Um, I do suggest, though, using online dating. Mm-hmm. Using not the hookup ones so much as the one. Even if you're interested in in sex primarily, use the ones that let you put up a profile and peruse each other's profile, and ask each other questions via messaging and email and phone, and then finally go online with. Um, uh, go online with video and don't wait too long to do that because anyone can pretend to be anyone until you yeah. see them. Until you
0: see them, Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that you said that really jumped out at me in your book, you were talking yes. about how people see, um, see images of older people having sex and they're like, ew, wrinkly sex. Ew. And I just, my immediate thought was, you know what? In a blink of an eye, you're going to be a person with beautiful wrinkles. And if if you've been, if you're lucky,
1: if you're lucky and and don't die first.
0: Yes. And, and, and if you have been saying that in your mind for all these years, then that's what you're going to hear, you know, and, and we all do it. You know, we've all faced that.
1: Well, that's a really big thing. Um, as you know, I, um, been writing about uh, writing and speaking about older age sexuality for 15 years and people ask me the most intimate questions and i so often hear um oh who'd want this ugly old baggy body or sex is over because i don't dare take off my clothes is it okay to have sex in a flannel nightgown um only if that's your fetish, <laughs> but normally. I was going to say, don't <laughs> yuck it are yum, John. I, I know. I mean, it could be, but only, <laughs> only by consent. Um, we need to celebrate what our bodies are still capable of. And we don't have to look. You know, we never liked the way we looked, even when we were 20 or 30. Even when we were lighter than we are now Um, our skin was smoother than it is now we didn't have the puckers we have now so what our bodies can still give us and a partner if that's what we choose immense pleasure yeah and we only get in our own way by saying oh this old thing who'd want it and i want to say to them and i do say to them well you've got to want it first You've got to love your own body. And I'm not saying that in a, a woo-woo, um, go in the woods and dance naked, unless you like dancing naked in the woods. I don't yuck that not yum either. But I'm just saying your body is what it is. And this is the youngest you'll be from now on, if that's important to you. Then uh, celebrate, because in 20 years, if you're lucky enough to be alive, then you'll look back and go, i was ashamed of that what was the matter with me just as now you look back at pictures of yourself in your 20s 30s even 40s and you say what was the matter with me why didn't i appreciate what i what i looked like then well appreciate it now this is your this is yet another chance to appreciate your body your sexuality what you have to give if we're ashamed of ourselves, if we approach a first sex date in a flannel nightgown, well, what message are we giving? Of course mm-hmm. you're going to find me ugly because I find myself ugly. What m- message would you rather give? Feast your eyes.
0: You know, in this time of... Uh, Sometimes I get the impression that people feel like, why are you talking about sex now in the middle of all of this tragedy that's going on all over the world? Do you have anything that you can say to people about why you think it's important to continue to talk about sexuality and to to uh, nurture our sexual selves in the middle of a pandemic?
1: Because of the health and sense of well-being that it brings us when we do i'm not saying if you if you're feeling numb don't feel you have to push through it but if you feel you know we are resilient as human beings and just as when we're in grief over a loss of a beloved when we're in grief this way our sexuality which is inherently a part of being human will push out from us will tap us on the shoulder and say uh, remember me or maybe we'll have a dream or maybe we'll just start feeling tingly at a certain time and go oh yikes really how would i be feeling that with everything going on right now but if you nurture that part of yourself without forcing it just nurture it just say well what would happen if i set aside an hour right now when i'm feeling this and i put away my phone and turned off the computer and i got my favorite vibrator and went to bed for a for a half hour what would what would happen if i did that would that feel good to me or would that just feel senseless and wrong or rude yeah. um, and and our bodies will tell us yeah And then once we have that, once we have that experience and you don't need a partner for this, so don't say, yeah, but I can't see my partner. I can't have sex. You have plenty of sex without a partner. Mm -hmm. A partner is nice and that may be your preference, but if that is not a possibility, you can do it on your own. You can, (laughs) you can and it can be great. You can bring your fantasies to it. Um, You can have your partner in your brain, which is your strongest sex organ anyway. And once you feel the release, once you feel the um, the floating after an orgasm, where you go, ah, for at least a few minutes, I've taken myself out of that, out of that awful world, and out of my fear, and I'm calm and I feel good, and oh wow, why don't I do this more often? Mm-hmm.
0: I really appreciate you taking your really valuable time, Joan. It well, means a I whole love, lot.
1: I love talking to you, and you're such a you're such a sweet person. I can tell. If well, it, we would be friends.
0: Yeah, you're you can can you uh, do you mind if if you're one of my friend fantasies? I can I can make you a friend
1: fantasy. i am love to a friend fantasy. okay <laughs> Great. <laughs> Great.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much. For joining us on The Pleasure Principle today and talking with us about the beautiful and sexy and gorgeous world of wrinkly sex.
1: Thank you so much. That means the world to me. Thank you.
0: Thank you for joining us on The Pleasure Principle today. Be sure to check the episode notes for all the resources and links. This is going to be a rich episode for that. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. You can always send a tweet to our handle at joyful underscore sex, but you can also click the subscribe button. This helps us a lot. And all it does is let you know when we have a new episode out. That way you too will always be in the know. I enjoy the conversations with our guests so much, and I'm looking forward to more in-depth virtual face-to-face time with them and you starting October 24th. So we will see you soon at www.community.joyfulsexed.com. And Joyful Sex Ed also looks like Joyful Sext, but I think that's okay with me too. Talk to you soon.